Look, look outside, Stefan. I was like, is that right? And I just said that. I know you're like, who is she screaming at? It's raining. <laughs> I was going to take the kids swimming. And it is pouring down raining outside. Like, it's pouring, you guys. Hi, good afternoon to everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to week one for better, for worse, day three, lies and manipulation. Your scale is unbalanced. Come on, like this, share this, invite, comment, send your prayers. How can I, uh-oh, that's somebody said they can't hear me. Hold on. Somebody said they can't hear me. Let me know if you can hear me now. I hope my... Let me know if y'all can hear me. Let me know, let me know, let me know, let me know. Can y'all hear me? Lord, I hope y'all can hear me. I hope y'all can hear me. Y'all can hear me. Khadija, let me know if you can hear me. Let me know if you can hear me now. I went out and came back. Still can't hear. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I can hear. Let me go to my phone. Hey, Isaiah. Isaiah, if you can hear me, because Khadija can't hear me. So let me see. Okay, I can hear. So, okay, so I just I just logged in, and I can hear myself. Let me let me go here. I can hear my. Okay, I can hear. All right, let me see. Oh, okay. You hear me. All right. You hear me. Okay. Okay. Y'all. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to start in two minutes. I want to be able to, Khadija can hear me now. Praise the Lord. So I want you all to, um, I want to give, let me, it's, it's 103. I usually give people two minutes to, um, you know, come on. and share this where it needs to be shared so i'm also doing the same thing
Come on in. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Hold on, one more. All right, so apparently I'm not able to share this to... Nope, I don't know what has happened. So we're moving on from there. All right, so week one, we started week one on Monday. And so um, the major scripture for this uh, workshop, and this is why y'all need to um, take lots of, um, it was me, my phone volume was down, oops. <laughs> It's all right. I understand. Okay, main scriptures. Get your, get your, um, get your, um, your Bibles, your notepads, your pen and paper, whatever that you need to get, because we are on now. It's Matthew five thirteen through sixteen. Day two, we talked about the attitude, okay? So day two, we talked about the attitude. Day three, we're talking about lies and manipulation. And I told you all, I was going to start with, um, I was going to start with Adam and Abram and Sarah, and Sarah, okay? So let me read, let me go and read Matthew chapter five, starting at the 13th verse through 16. And it reads, good Good afternoon, Aaron. Good to see you on here. So you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. And if you are not the salt of the earth, I need you to be the salt of the earth. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it continues to give light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. 
It's good to see you. Listen, so if you are not the salt of the earth, I need you to be the salt of the earth. If you've lost your savior, I need you to regain the salt. I need you to regain your strength. I need you to regain your ability to be the light. You were once there and now I need you to be there again. You were once there for your wife. I need you to be there again. You were once there for your husband. I need you to be there again. Some things have been lost. You've lost your taste. You've lost your smell. You've lost your desire. You lost your zeal. You've lost your character. You've lost your integrity. Whatever you have lost, I need you on today to go back and be the salt, to go back and be the light, to go back and be the help, to go back and be the love, to go back to be the compassionate, to go back. I need you to do this concerning your marriage, your relationship, your husband, your wife, and I'm going to help you because what you have to understand is this, when you lie, they lie. And when they lie, you lie. And it causes both of you all to lie and manipulate. And when you're lying and you're manipulating, you're unbalanced. And God needs you both to balance. But if you've lost your savior, if you've lost your flavor, if you've lost something along the way because of lies and manipulation, you have to go back to find it. You have to go back and relight it. You have to go back and bring it from underneath the bush and put it on a candlestick so that your whole house can be full of light, so that your whole house can see, so that your whole house can receive deliverance, so your whole house can re remain faithful, remain committed. Your house needs to be, Lord have mercy, you must cut the, you must cut the light on in your house you must cut the light on in your house can i help you out you must cut the light on in your house but in order for you to cut the light on in your house you must first put action to cutting the light on if this button if my light switch continues to stay down the light continues to stay off. But once I put action and I go to the light switch and I flick up the light switch, the light comes on. I am able to see. I'm able to move around. I'm able, I'm able to maneuver what needs to be done. You hear a lot of people say, well, don't cut the light on. I can do a light in the dark. No, you cannot do a light. You cannot do a light in the dark. When you are in the darkness, you cannot see. But what happens when you remain in the dark, then your vision adapts to that darkness, but you're still not able to see you, you. You're able to see everything that's in that room. You don't see color. You don't see color. You see objects. But the Lord wants you to cut the light on so that you're not only seeing objects, but you can see color. You can see the light. You can see the people. You can see the help. You can see whatever that you need. Good afternoon, Providence Kiana. So that's what you all have to understand. You must be able to cut that light on. You gotta cut the light on in your house. You're not only your natural house, but your spiritual house. 
in order for your spiritual house to be able to um for you to be to to give off that light to give to give off the light the light has to remain in you amen so and it's gonna it now it, it leads us to and i told y'all yesterday that i'm gonna go ahead and start out with abram and sarah i've been trying to deal with abram and sarah and uh sarah for the last since monday <laughs> since monday so let me help you out so genesis genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through oh i dropped my book dang it genesis chapter 12 genesis chapter 12 10 through 20. so I haven't got to point one. Point one yesterday. I'll be giving you point two on today. Point two. What did I say? Point two. Point two. Let me put point two in there. Point two. Now, point one was um, what did I say? How's my attitude? I need to write that down so I don't forget again. How is my attitude? Now, point two. Am I the light? Point two. Am I the light? Point two. Point two. Am I the light? Point two. Am I the light? Point two. Am I the light? Are you the light? I keep dropping my book. Okay, so let me move this here so I keep dropping it. Okay, so Genesis chapter 12, 10 through 20. Um, again, I'll pray when I'm I'll pray when when we're done. So I'll pray in the end. Usually I pray, you know, in during the beginning, but I just I decided to do prayer in the in the end. So okay, now point two. Am I the light? Now, those of you who are watching, those of you who are here. If you want to write yes or no or whatever, again, if you have prayer requests, you want to send it to my inbox, you can do that. You want to put it here, you can do that as well, whatever. But I, I'm i going to ask you, am I the light? But you can only be the light without lies and manipulation. You can only be the light when you're not causing others to lie and causing others to manipulate. You can only be the light when you choose to make better decisions and better choices and live that light that's supposed to be inside of you so they will only be in your natural house but your spiritual house amen amen so here we go 
And there was a famine in the land and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there for the famine was grievous in the land. And it came to pass when Abram was come near to enter into Egypt that Abram said to Sarah, his wife, listen to me. I know that you are a beautiful woman to look upon. So it, so when it comes to pass, when the Egyptians shout, they will see you, that you will say, this, they're, they're going to say, this is his wife. And they will kill me, but they will save you alive. Abram was telling Sarah, we got to go into Egypt. And you're a beautiful woman. So before we even get there, and if it's asked, if I'm your wife, I'm going to need you to tell them no, because they're going to kill me to get to you. Oh, Lord, they're going to kill me to get to you. And at that moment, you have to understand is, is here comes Satan planting lies and manipulations because the enemy might kill me to get to what they really want. Sometimes people look at us and it doesn't matter if we're beautiful. It doesn't matter if we're famous. It doesn't matter who we are or what we have going on. At the end of the day, when you have worth, when you have value, when your wife has worth, when your husband has value, vice versa, when people see what's inside of your spouse, when people see what's inside of your house, they will lie and they will manipulate to get you to lie and to get you to manipulate or to get them to lie or to get them to manipulate. Because again, I said earlier, when you lie, they lie. When they lie, you lie. And just because it may be half truth, it's still manipulation. Lord, help me, Jesus. Listen. So verse 12 says, therefore, it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, this is his wife and they will kill me, but they will save you alive. Verse 13 says, but Abraham tells Sarah, but I need you to say this. I pray that you will. Now he say, I pray. I pray that you will lie. <laughs> I pray that you will manipulate. I pray that you will deceive. You can't put that in the same sentence because God knows the heart. He knows the intentions of the heart. He knows the, the hidden agendas. He, he knows the motives. So you have to understand that you can't say, I pray that you're going to do wrong. We need to say, I pray that you won't lie. I pray that you won't do wrong. I pray that you don't manipulate. Oh, I need y'all to hear me. I need y'all to catch this. Listen. Abram said to Sarah, I pray you that you are, that you will say that you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your, for, for my sake and my soul shall live because of you. <laughs> Lord, I taught this in a different, in a different scenario. So I'm going to use that same scenario for this situation right here. People will have you to lie because of who you are, but also people will have you to lie because of who they are, because they know what you have, and now they could become selfish. I don't want to die, and I don't want to lose what I have, so I need you to lie. I don't want to lose what I have going on, so I need you to manipulate. 
I need you to lie. I need you to deceive. I need you to do wrong. I need you to go along with me because I don't want to die. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to go this and I don't want to go there. So that's how lies and manipulation takes place. I, I hope y'all are understanding this. So in 14, it says, and it came to pass that when Abram was come into Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman that she was very fair. Now, let me say this. Women are very beautiful. Men are very handsome. So yes, sometimes we can't help that we're beautiful. Sometimes we can't help that we have a great body. Sometimes we can't help that our light shines before and towards everything and everyone. We can't help that. But don't put us in a position to lie or to manipulate. Don't put us in a position to cover you when you when you knew you should have just told the truth from the beginning. Because we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what's going to take place. We just don't know. Right? So 15 says, the princess also of Pharaoh saw her and commanded her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And he entreated Abram and for her sake. And he had sheep and oxen. And he, and, and, at, hold on. Let's see, I don't have enough light. And donkeys and men servants and maid servants and sheep donkeys and camels. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house and great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this that you have done unto me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why saidest thou, she is my sister, so I might have taken her to me, to wife? Now, therefore, behold, your wife, take her and go your way. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. Now, here's the kicker to this, this particular passage right here. God did not, the, the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. But Pharaoh called Abram and said, what have you done? So sometimes God may not come to you in a dream. Sometimes God may not send somebody your way to tell you that you're wrong. Sometimes you will just recognize when something has happened because of what has taken place. Hmm, what do I mean by that? My life could be going well. So I go buy something or I go take something or you know, I'm in a position of, of lying and manipulating because we got to understand that in the world, the world says what comes around goes around. But when something is off, we begin to question, hold on, these plagues didn't come until I invited you into my house. My life didn't start going into shambles until I connected myself to you. So something is off. So let me go back to, let me listen. Since I bought these headphones, they ain't been working right. Now, I know you said that you ain't had no problem out of them, but since I got them, something is just off. 
So let me give it back to you. I need y'all to hear me. You have to recognize when something is off. You have to recognize when something doesn't seem right. You have to recognize that before I ain't never had these issues. And now when I went to go do this, I got all this stuff that's going on. I need to check myself. I need to check my house. You know, I'm reminded. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm reminded when Joshua went to go out to war and they were and Joshua knew that he was a mighty man of valor. Joshua knew that he knew he knew how to fight. But when he went out and they lost this war, he went back to God and said, OK, God, hold on. Why did we lose this fight? I, I, you know, I knew that you, you said you'll never leave me nor forsake me, but you never leave me nor forsake me, but I go into this war and I done lost a lot of men and I thought I lost my own life. So God, what is it? <clears throat> What's up? What's happening? And the Lord spoke to Joshua and said, there's sin in the camp. And sometimes when you don't know what's going on, there's sin in the house. Sin has crept up in your marriage. Sin has crept up in your husband. Sin has crept up in your wife. Something is happening. Something is going on. And so many times we're checking the outside, but we need to check the inside. Lord, help me, Jesus. Sometimes. Sometimes you don't just check the outside. You must check the inside. I, I need y'all to get that. Sometimes you don't just check the outside. You must check the inside. Why? Because sometimes it's the husband that's not telling the women that he's married. Sometimes it's not the wife that's not telling these men that they're married and these men and these women get involved and get in these connections and these conversations with these husbands and these wives and they don't know because they're being lied to and they're being manipulated and then you find themselves getting caught up in the relationship and now they're emotionally tied and now they can't detach so don't just check the outside check the inside what do i mean by that check your wife check your husband what did you say what did you do where were you eve where were you adam who told you that you were naked did you eat from this fruit did you do what i asked you not to do did you was you at that woman's house was you at that man's house there, there's no time for hiding now let the truth be known where i'm not checking them i'm checking you and so many times we want to check them and don't check the spouse because it came from inside the house oh i need y'all to hear that i need y'all to catch that see sometimes we don't we, we we checking them but we need to check the spouse because what took place inside the house so aiken knew he did wrong because he hid it in the ground under the ground under the ground so Joshua felt the need to say, okay, I need to bring each company to me now. Was it you? 
Was it you? Was it you? Aiken, was it you? Forgive me, Joshua. I've, I've sinned against you and sinned against God. So instead of us accepting the responsibility of what we took, what, we, what, we, what took place in the house, we continue to lie and manipulate and say, that's not what happened. Hey, Pastor Shedrick, we begin to lie and manipulate and say, that's not what happened. That is what happened. That's what took place. You did this. This is what you've done. So sometimes you don't check the outside, you check the inside. Sometimes you don't just check the outside, you must check the inside. And so many times we won't push the blame where it actually needs to lie. So listen, so now, now check this out. Now I just said to you all right here in this particular passage of scripture in Genesis 12, 10 through 20, Pharaoh knew something was wrong when those plagues started coming into his house. And so he knew something was off. So Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is that you have done unto me? Why do you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you not tell me that she belonged to you? Now here is not mentioned, here is not mentioned that the Lord said to Pharaoh, this is what's going on. In this scripture, it says that the Lord plagued Pharaoh in his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. So can I just assume that Pharaoh assumed that she was Abram's wife because of the plagues that took over his house? Because it doesn't say that. It don't. But I'm about to help you out. So you have to understand that um, and 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 when Abram's when Abram's trust in God momentarily failed, and resulting in sinful deception and in shameful deportation from Egypt, you got to understand that these verses show how honest God's word is regarding the saints. Oh, I need y'all to hear me. Although Abram repented. His moral failure was not covered up. Such failure, Solomon reminds all believers to look not at circumstances, but at the promises and the faithfulness of God. So Abram's failure also encourages us in that it reveals how God in mercy worked to bring Abram back into his will and purpose so now let's go to genesis chapter 20 because i know some of you are like well what does that have to do with lies and manipulation because i'm about to help you so genesis chapter 20 genesis chapter 20 Now, I thought I wrote it down. Go to Genesis chapter 20. Now, I'm going to put it. Do I have to read all? I do. Okay. So, I have to read all of this. So, we, we still at a good little time right now. So, Genesis 21 through 18. 
Genesis chapter 20. Now, so much has taken place between Abram and Sarah. Well, now here we are in Genesis chapter 20, starting at the first verse. And now is no longer Abram's name is no longer Abram, it's Abraham. And now Sarah's name is no longer Sarah, it's Sarah. So uh, Sarah. So now their names has been changed. They have grew and gotten older. And you would think that we learn from our mistakes. Somebody to say, am I the light? Because when you can learn from your mistakes and you take the necessary steps to be healed and forgiven, then you, you, you are finding the favor. You are finding the flavor. You are finding the salt that you once had and now it's lost. So you got to regain your flavor. You have to regain your flavor. There you go. You have to regain your flavor for favor. <laughs> you have to regain your flavor for favor. Because we do fall short sometimes. We do make mistakes sometimes. I'm right where I need to be. For better, for worse, am I the light? And I'm talking about lies and manipulation. So point one, There you go. So, so, am I the light for better, for worse? Lies and manipulation, Abraham and Sarah. So, verse one, and Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur and sojourned in Gerah. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Jerah, sent and took Sarah. Now, Abraham didn't lie. Sarah is his sister, but not his full sister. Sarah is Abraham's sister, not from her uh, mother, not from their mother, but from the father. They don't have the same mother. They have the same father. So which makes Sarah his half sister. So even when in the beginning, when he was in Egypt and Pharaoh took Sarah, 
Abraham didn't lie. He manipulated. I need y'all to catch this. He manipulated. He manipulated because he told the truth, but not the whole truth. Because once they became married, she's not his sister. He's her wife. Listen, and Abraham said of his uh, uh, said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Kira, sent and took Sarah. But God, now, here it is. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, behold, you are but a dead man for the woman which you have taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, will you slay also a righteous nation? Those words, don't it sound the same when Abraham was communing with God, when God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, and Abraham asked the Lord, Lord, will you also kill the righteous? For, for, for those who are sinning, you're going to take out the whole nation? Honey, God will do whatever he want to do. Y'all better stop playing with God. <laughs> Y'all better stop playing. Y'all need to stop thinking what God won't do and start realizing what God can and will do. Because God don't play around with marriages. He takes that ministry very seriously. And I said it just like I said it. Marriage is also a ministry. Marriage is also a work. Marriage also can be a struggle. Marriage can also be healthy or it can be toxic. But that decision and those choices are up to you. But what you don't understand is when you're lying and you're manipulating, you're causing everyone around you to be affected. And some people can just be affected, but some will become infected. Abimelech said, God, Abraham told me that she was his sister. And Sarah even told me herself out of her own mouth, she is his sister. That's my brother. Verse five says this, said he not unto me, she is my sister. And she even, she herself said, he is my brother in the integrity of my heart and innocency and in an in innocency of my hands. Have I done this? Abimelech said, my intentions were good. I don't want to risk my character and my integrity. I don't want my hands to shed blood on anybody, but God. They told me this and they agreed that this is what it is and this is what it was. And now God, you're, now I'm, I'm hearing that it is not so. And God said unto Abimelech in, in the dream, yeah, I know 
that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also withheld thee from sinning against me. God said, yes, I know. That's why I held you from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. So God is saying, all right, I stopped you from touching her. So now I'm saying to you, don't touch her. Don't take her to be your wife. Verse seven says, now therefore restore the man, his wife, for he is a prophet. See, what you don't understand is some of you are not just sleeping with just ordinary folk. Some of you are lying and manipulating and sleeping and doing and speaking and acting towards people that literally belongs to God. And God is trying to save you. God is trying to grace you. God is trying to give you mercy. But your lies and your manipulation is causing an unbalance in someone else's marriage. They were great. They were good. But when the lies and the manipulation started happening, things began to turn worse. And now their light is becoming dimming and I don't need their light to go off. Lord, help me, Jesus. I don't need their light to go off. Because once their light goes off, they're going to be in complete darkness. And I can save them, but if they can't see me, they won't be saved. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Am I the light? You are the controller of who flips your switches. You are the controller of who flips your you are the controller of who flips your switches don't touch my light don't cut that don't don't cut my light off did i ask you to cut my light off we would tell people, can you cut my light on? No, you need to cut your own light on. You are the controller of who flips your switches. You, on and off, unstable, unbalanced. And, and you're unstable and unbalanced because you're unloved. You're unappreciated. You're unworthy. So because you all that's going on inside the house, your spouse is hurting or you're hurting your spouse. So you're either being the one that's being mistreated or you're either being the one that's doing the mistreatment. Unbalanced. For better, for worse. But even when things go worse, both of you are to encourage one another. Both of you need to, blessed are they that are poor in spirit. I'm quiet at this moment because a lot of people 
or allowing a lot of people to mess with their switches. And those switches are triggers. Triggers. That's what they are. Triggers. Because you've allowed people to cut you on and off. You've allowed your spouse to take you through and through. You have accepted and you have allowed these things so long to go on in your marriage because you feel like you have to lie. You feel like you have to manipulate. You feel like you have to accept the lie. You feel like you have to accept the manipulation, but not realizing that God is speaking and no one wants to hear or obey the voice of the Lord. So it keeps them outside of the house. You have to understand that if you were the light and you had that favor and that flavor in the beginning, then you can have that favor and you can have that flavor once again. But it's the circumstances, it's the situation that's causing you to stay in darkness. Listen. Verse 7. Good morning, Bishop Robinson. Verse 7 says, now therefore restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet. And he shall pray for you. And you shall live. And if you restore her not, Know thou that thou shalt surely die, you and all that are yours. If you don't restore the man his wife because he's a prophet, if you don't restore the wife and, and the husband is a prophet, if you don't restore the wife because, the, listen, if you don't restore the spouse back into their house, everything's going to come up against you. You're going to die. You may, you're not dying just physically. You're dying emotionally. You're dying mentally because you're trying to hold on to something that does not belong to you. And God is trying to give you a chance to release it, to restore it back. But we ignore because we've gotten caught up emotionally and mentally. Verse 8 says, Therefore, Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears. And the men were so afraid. So afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What have you done unto us? And what have I offended you that you have brought on me and my kingdom a great sin you have done deeds unto me that ought not to be done and abimelech and abimelech said unto abraham what sawest you that you has done this thing and abraham said because i thought and see that's 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 the problem we think think long think wrong we didn't ask we didn't go find out. We didn't go and, 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 and do any investigation. We didn't go check to see how all this has panned out. We just thought, well, I thought. 
I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place and they will slay me for my wife's sake. Abraham, well, I didn't think this was a great nation. Well, I didn't think y'all knew anything about God because we don't, we don't search, we don't check, we don't ask. We don't investigate. We, and the main thing is we don't seek the Lord. The main thing is we don't seek God. We don't seek God. We don't seek God. And yet indeed, she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. And it came to pass when God caused me to wander from my father's house that I said unto her, this is thy kindness which thou shalt show unto me at every place whither we shall come. Say of me, he is my brother. Abraham told Abimelech, I have told my wife that at every place we go to, I am not your husband, that you are my sister. And this is why so many husbands and so many wives are unbalanced because we're lying and manipulating who our spouse is to us. We, we don't wear our covenant. So we take our covenant off, which is the circle of life, our, our wedding bands, our wedding rings. We go to work without our wedding rings. We go to the club without our wedding rings. We go to, we go to all these places and, and it doesn't show that we're married. It's manipulation. And you bring in sin to the house, you're causing your marriage to be unbalanced because you're manipulating who your wife is. You're manipulating who your husband is because you're removing the covenant from off of your house. You're removing the covenant. When you don't acknowledge you have a wife, when you don't acknowledge you have a husband, you're looking for trouble. You're looking to bring a curse onto another family because you're manipulating. You're manipulating. And verse 14 says, and Abimelech took sheep and oxen and men servants and women servants and gave them unto Abraham and restored him Sarah, his wife. And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before you. Dwell where it please you. And unto Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, he is to thee a covering of the eyes unto all that are with thee and with all other. Thus she was reproved. But here's the kicker. He found out that Abraham and Sarah are husband and wife, but yet and still, he said, I'm restoring Sarah back to your brother. He said, Sarah, I'm giving you back to your brother. He didn't, he couldn't even respect them enough to say your husband. 
So with that being said, you can't even get mad because technically speaking, that's our brother, half brother, a partial brother, still a brother. But why would, Lord have mercy, this thing is shifting. Why would you get mad when somebody don't call you a wife or a husband when you didn't want to identify your own wife or your own husband? You said she's your sister. So you get mad when they say that ain't your wife, that ain't your husband, because you don't act like it. Now, Lord have mercy, because you're probably calling him or her outside of their name. You're not even calling them a wife. You're not even saying it's my husband. You probably calling them names. So they don't respect them because you don't respect them. Seventeen and eighteen says, and seventeen eighteen concludes with this. So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservant, and they bare children. For the Lord had fast closed up all the wounds of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Did y'all just hear that? God held the womb of the folks in that house for them not to even have children because Pharaoh, because Abimelech had Sarah, Abraham's wife. Did y'all, can I read that again? So Abraham prayed unto God and God healed Abimelech and his wife. See, Abimelech had a wife and he was going to take Sarah to be his, his, another wife and his maidservant and they bare children. For the Lord had fastly, quickly closed up all the wounds of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Do some of you not realize that through your lies and manipulation, that your womb is closed, that your house is closed, the windows of heaven are closed because you refuse to be the salt of the earth? You refuse to be the salt in your house. You refuse to have favor for flavor. For better, for worse. You just can't have the salt of the earth when things are good. You also got to have the salt of the earth when things are bad. When they are worse, not bad, but worse, because worse is worse than bad. Things have gone from bad to worse. You can have better for greater or bad to worse. What do you choose? Am I the light? Am I, am I, am I the light? Listen. You must keep your character. You must keep your heart. And you must keep your integrity and not lie and not manipulate. You must tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Even if you are afraid, God will cover you. And when God tells you to return that husband or return that wife, you need to listen. Or if you disobey, then you make a choice to stay cursed. The blessing 
is in the letting go. The blessing is in the letting go. Sad to say, but it's the whole truth and nothing but. Holding on to something or holding on to someone that doesn't belong to you will curse your whole house and everyone connected to it and everyone that's in it. You must understand that Jesus is the light, the truth, the light, the truth. Listen, John. John, listen. Listen right here. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Grace and truth. That is what you have to understand. So what is it? What is it? John 14. Is that what I want? John 14 and 6. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Right? So, listen to this. John 8. Now, John 8, 32. 
John 8, 32 says this, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. John 8, 44 says, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abide not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because Jesus said, and because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? <laughs> Jesus said, I'm giving you the truth and you don't believe me. Jesus said, he that is of God will continue to hear God's word. Ye therefore hear them not because you are not of God. When you are of God, when you are the son of God, when you are the daughter of God, you will hear the word of God. But when you lie and manipulate, then Satan is your father because Satan is the father of lies. Revelation 21 and 8. Let me tell you, and I need to get, I didn't put these in here. Hold on. Let me put these in here because y'all need it. I gave y'all, I gave y'all John 14 and, well, let me just tell you, John 14 and 6. I gave you John, I gave you John 1. Let's read the whole John. I gave you that. And then I gave you John 8, 32, and 44. Continue to read that. And now I'm giving you Revelation 8, I'm sorry, 21 and 8. So y'all have all that, okay? Now, Revelation 21 and 8 says, but let me see. Let me go up to verse 7. So 21 and 7 says, he that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death which is the second death so you have to understand marriages husbands wife god mentions several classes of people whose place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur the fearful are those who fear the dis disapproval and threat of people more than they value loyalty to Christ and the truth of his word. Their personal safety and status on earth mean more to them than faithfulness to God. The fearful include the compromisers among God's people who give up the fight and do not conquer. Do not conquer work. They don't conquer. They, they give up the word study, right? So the unbelieving include former believers in Christ who, because of unbelief and disobedience, were overcome by various sins, such as those listed here. So to profess Christ and then practice such evil is an abomination to God. 
You can't do evil and say that you're a Christian. You can't cheat and say that you're a Christian. You can't be unfaithful and say that you're a Christian. You can't be unbalanced and say that you're a Christian. Because even when you make a mistake, even when you fall short, you have to repent and ask for forgiveness. You have to be restored. The husband and wife is one. You're supposed to be working together, correcting one another, understanding one another, loving one another, stop judging one another and correct one another, help one another, lead one another, obey, make decisions, choices. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're good right now, but what happens when it turns worse? Because we don't fix it when it's bad. We walk away from it when it comes worse. No. When you start seeing things, I said it earlier in Genesis chapter 12, he knew when those plagues came into his house, he knew something was wrong. You have to know, you have to fix it before it gets bad because it will turn worse when you don't speak to it, when you don't handle it, when you don't, when you don't, when you, when you don't allow fear to stop you. When you don't reach out for help, I put it on my, I put it on my, I put a TikTok on my page yesterday about a TikTok, a woman picking up a bag of trash that, that looked heavy because when she threw it over her shoulder, she fell straight back. That's what we do when we don't ask for help. We fall back. We backslide because we refuse to ask for help. We refuse to reach out. We refuse to say, listen, my marriage is broken. My, I, believe my, I believe my wife is cheating on me. I believe my husband is cheating on me. And I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know where to go. What do I do? Because I, 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 something is wrong. But here we go six, seven months go by, eight months, 10 months, a, a whole year or two go by. Listen, how do I know that? Because I watched a movie that was called Once Upon a Lifetime. And in this movie, the wife said it. She admitted it. She said, I knew and I allowed it. But I just assumed that if I would make sure his food was cooked, I just made sure that I took care of the kids and I just made sure this. I, I knew, but I, I chose to ignore it because I thought I could fix it. You can't fix it on your own. You can't. So then when it finally comes out a year or so later that she finds him with this woman and now after the whole time they've been married, he never called her a wife. She said, I realized you didn't call me anything. And when you introduced me to this young lady, now you introduce me as your wife. I need y'all to get this. I need y'all to understand. If you don't identify yourselves as husband and wife, if you don't wear the circle, if you don't wear your circle of life, stop saying, I don't need to put something on to prove my love to you. Stop saying, I don't need to put something on to prove that I'm your husband. Or I'm yes, you are. It's the circle of life, the commitment that holds your love and bounds you together binds you together so if somebody sees the see the circle of life the covenant the commitment nine times out of ten they won't approach you 
or if they or if your husband or wife does approach them they can say dude you got a whole ring on your finger oh man oh girl look you got a whole what, what is that oh this don't mean nothing it's just a ring i can take this i can i can take it i can take it on and off this is just uh i'll just say we got something lies and manipulation so yes there are men in this world yes there are women in this world who don't even care that you got their circle of life on your hand they don't but even in that god still brings curse upon the household and that land and into anybody that's around anybody that's affected literally it's the word of god and we're not obeying it we're ignoring it because we don't believe it you have to understand that this practice such evil is an abomination to god it's an abomination of god and many churches today proclaim that it is possible for a person to be simultaneously a true child of god and an immoral person a liar an adulterer homosexual or a murderer such people contradict god's clear words here and elsewhere that's what people do they manipulate they lie and now we're in a society that says everybody is doing it but if i am the light if i am the salt of the earth i'm not supposed to be like the world i'm supposed to be like the word of god and jesus christ is the life jesus christ is the light and he is the way and so many times we lose our salt because of lies and manipulation for better for worse but in any instance it should not matter that we are supposed to take a stand for who we are and not allow our character or our integrity to be questioned because we have to understand i'm the controller that flips my switches i am i can either keep my light on or i can turn my light off but because i choose to be the wife and identify myself as the wife i'm going to keep my light on and if darkness comes because of the spouse who cuts off my light then i must continue to close my eyes and see jesus in the spirit because i have the holy spirit and the elders and the holy spirit intercedes on my behalf because i'm going to continue to search jesus until my heart remains the same jesus will hear hear the cries and the afflictions of my heart that i won't have to retaliate that i won't have to backslide that i won't have to fall back but i can take a stand on the word of god and know that the word of god will fight for me and god will fight for my marriage and if god's got to bring some plagues then god will bring some plagues if god's got to bring death then god will bring death if god's got to bring curse then god will bring curse 
but not by my hands, not by my heart, not by my thoughts, but by the blood of Jesus and the word of God and God the Father. Because it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost that will draw nigh to me because I chose to draw nigh to them and not him or not her because I choose to be the light and I choose to be the salt of the earth. And so when I said earlier, Satan is the father of lies and Jesus is the son of the truth. Because John 8, 44 says that he is the father of lies. So the lie will send you to hell to burn for an eternity or the truth will make you free and free indeed and you'll have the kingdom of heaven and you'll be the sons and the daughters of God or you can be the children of Satan. So I thank God for an opportunity that Abram and Sarah was the perfect example of lies and manipulation. For better, for worse. This week, we're talking about for better, for worse. Come Monday, we'll be richer and poor. But as of this week, we have to learn how to be the salt of the earth. We have to learn how to be the salt of the earth. Because Jesus said, if the salt have lost his savior, wherewith shall it be salted? Where would it be salted? So, as salt is valuable to give flavor and to preserve from corruption, then believers and the church must be godly examples in the world and must resist the moral decay and corruption evident in society. Churches that become lukewarm quench the power of the Holy Spirit and cease to resist the prevailing spirit in the world will be cast out by God. They consequently will be trodden under foot of men. As example, those who are lukewarm will be destroyed by the ways and values of an ungodly society. We don't want to be trampled over by our own wife. We don't want to be trampled over by our own husband. And then we don't want to be up under, we don't want the wife to be up under the husband. We don't want the wife to be up under the, I mean, I want the husband to be up under the wife. We got to balance. We, the husband and wife, you have to be the side of the earth. You have to be on one accord. You have to be working together. You have to encourage one another. You have to have the spirit of humility. Because Husband, if you lie, they lie. Wife, if you lie, they lie. And that makes you children of Satan because he's the father of lies. He's a manipulator. 
But when you are the salt of the earth, you are the son and daughter of God. And he will help you. He will guide you. He will lead you. He will direct you. But what do you believe? Do you believe that you are the light of the world? Well, you're not the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. But do you believe that you can be the, the, the salt of the earth? Do you believe that you can be a light? Do you believe that you can be a light for your husband? Do you believe that you can be a light for your wife? So that y'all can have balance. Your scale is unbalanced. When you're not walking together, your scale is unbalanced. When you are living as husband and wife, but living a single lifestyle, living a double lifestyle, living an unstable lifestyle. And you refuse to do what is necessary because you don't understand the true vow of for better, for worse. Your circumstances may become worse, but just like Pharaoh in the beginning in Genesis 12 with Abram and Sarah, he recognized when those plagues came to his house, he recognized it was from the Lord. At that point, the Lord didn't have to say anything. He knew. But even though years later, Abraham and Sarah found themselves in the same predicament because Abram told Sarah from the beginning, everywhere we go, you are my sister. If I need you to say that you are my sister, that's just what it is. But we should never allow fear to cause us to lie. We should never allow fear to cause us to manipulate. We should always be the light. Always. We don't have to retaliate. If you just give it to God and let him fight your battle. Amen. Amen. So I am done. I am done. And on tomorrow, we're going to talk about Ananias and Sapphira. Y'all, I know y'all like, Lord Jesus, some of y'all know the story and some of y'all don't. But this is why it's good to teach the word of God so that you will understand as husband and wives, yes, you are supposed to stand together. Yes, you are supposed to band together. Yes, you are supposed to have each other's back, but not when it comes to lying and manipulating. Not when it comes to evil works. Not when it comes to deception. Not when it comes to wrongdoings, bad behavior. Mm -mm. Not so. Not so. Because when one person does wrong, you're connected to it. Everybody that's in that house, the Lord shut up Abimelech's house. Nobody could have any children until Sarah was back with Abraham. That's the key. That is where that is what you all have to understand. That is that is what has to be understood. Amen. So God bless you all. I thank you all for listening. Lord God, I thank you for the word on today. God, I ask you that you will continue to, to look upon me and to continue to give me what I need to give those 
what they need concerning their marriage and for those who desire to be married. God, I thank you for the word. I thank you for your light. God, I thank you for allowing me to be the true light that I need to, for you to be my ultimate light. So God, I thank you that you are my head and I am and I am under you. God, I thank you for being my Lord because I am your servant. God, I thank you because you are the head. God, I thank you because you 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 are you are you are my life, my health, and my strength. Lord, I thank you for giving me everything that I need to give to others so they will also have it as well. So they will need, they will know how to, to be the wife, to be the husband, Lord God. So God, continue to look on those who have a desire to, to be the wife, to be the husband. They will search for the the, 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 the instructions, the, the, the teaching, the training of, of what they're doing so they'll know what to do that is right instead of knowing how to do to, to do things wrong. So God, thank you for being the head of my life. And thank you for being my life. So Lord God, continue to just give me what I need to move forward. Continue to protect me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Lord God, thank you for my husband. Thank you for our marriage, Lord God. Thank you for showing us what we needed, even the wants that we wanted. You even blessed us with those as well, Lord God, because it was still according to your to your will, according to your word, according to righteousness, Lord God. And God, I thank you because that's what your word says in Philippians 4 19, that you that but my God shall supply my every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So Jesus, I thank you for supplying the need. I thank you for being the provider. I thank you for making provision. God, I thank you for doing everything. God, I thank you. So God, continue to look on marriages that are broken. Continue to look on marriages that need a healing. Continue to look on marriages that need to be restored. Continue to look on marriages that feel like they're, they're not going to make it. Continue to look on the wife that's going through mentally and emotionally. Continue to look on the husband that's struggling to be the father, to be the husband that he desires to be. Look on those men, look on those women, Lord God, that have a heart to be married, but are afraid to go through because they don't understand the purpose. They don't understand the true purpose, the, the true point of what marriage is. Lord God, look on those who have who have who have cited the vows and didn't even understand what they were really citing, Lord God. Look on those, God. They truly love one another, but they don't know how to love each other properly. They don't know how to love each other um, the, the right way. And so what they're doing wrong, they think that it's right. And what they think should be right is wrong. So God, I ask you to, to, to touch their minds, to touch their spirit and their hearts, Lord God, that you will bring all things into order because you are a God of order, that you will bring things into peace because they need, to, they need to be peacemakers and not covenant breakers, Lord God. So Lord God, for the first vow that we're learning on this week, for better or for worse, don't allow us to continue to lie. Don't allow us to continue to manipulate or even accept it. Don't allow us to continue to just sit back and say, we have to lie. We have to manipulate when they don't have to do that. But they don't need to fear man. They don't, they don't need to be, uh, be afraid of man. They need to fear you, Lord God. They need to know that you're the only one that can judge them. You're the only one that can bring the, the key to place them into heaven or to place them into hell, God. So, God, I just thank you for your life, your health, and your strength. 
because you are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are first and the last. You are our safe place. You're our refuge, Lord God. You're our word. And Lord God, help them to see you more and more every day. Bring them out of darkness and allow them to see the light, God. So God, I thank you. I love you. I bless your name and I glorify you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, I pray, we pray, and we all say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So listen, if it's God's will, I will be on here again on tomorrow um, at 12 noon. Continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you. Thank you all for tuning in to uh, this social network of uh, uh, the social workshop of your scale is unbalanced. And the reason why I have our in parentheses, because it's not just your scale could be unbalanced, but our scale is unbalanced. And so we need to bring balance back to marriages. Too many Christian marriages is getting a divorce. And that's not what God intended for us to begin. It said from the beginning, it was not so. And a lot of times our circumstances, our situations is causing us to just throw in the towel and just walking away instead of going and reaching out for resources and getting the help that you need. And then, and then if that husband or that wife there, you're doing, you, you got to literally be doing everything in your power, everything. If you're, if you are doing everything that the word of God is saying, then know that you're not held in such cases when it comes to divorce but just know that when you remarry you can't keep just marrying and divorcing and marrying and divorcing and marrying and divorcing eventually you're gonna have to get this thing together or you just stay by yourself because you're bringing blasphemy to the word of god you're bringing shame to god and you're allowing people um, and some people don't understand their strength when they, and you're allowing them to justify what they do because of your actions and where you are. That's just what, that's the truth and the whole truth and nothing but. You don't have to believe me, you believe the word of God. It, it's, it's in the word. Amen. So God bless you all. Again, I thank you for tuning in. Know that I love you and God loves you more. Amen. Amen. <laughs>